Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. And I'm delighted to welcome to the executive chair this week, Jeff Moore. He's the managing partner uh, with Arthur Cox and Company. Jeff, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Now, it all started down in Cork, the city of Cork, uh, off to UCC. Did you have any legal background in your family or was there, what brought you to the world of law? Absolutely none, Bobby, (laughs) is the truth of it. Um, I liked English in in school and had absolutely no clue when I went into college what I wanted to do. Threw down law on the CAO, CAO form. And uh, after that, we graduated mid-90s and figured, crikey, I need to get a job at some point. So I went looking for apprenticeships. Um, candidly, they weren't easy to find in Cork back then. I yeah. knew no one in law. Um, so applied to the Dublin firms as well. Cox's were good enough to take a chance on me late, late uh, 90s. So trained there and uh, been there pretty much ever since. Now, there was a stint, was there not, uh, with a, a US law firm, which, how did it work in those days that, you know, you, you qualified, you took on an apprenticeship with, say, Arthur Cox, and then yeah. you fled the nest, but only to come back again. I, so, I, I, I did. do you actually sever your ties? Or I, 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 did. Yeah. I, I did. Well, I, I didn't describe it perhaps as severing my ties. I, I say to people, I'm one of the few people that the firm was dumb enough to hire, not once, but twice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I qualified um, early or late 90s. <laughs> And like a lot of kids back then, I'd spent a bunch of summers um, in the States. I had a green card, spent spent a bunch of summers cooking pizzas on the East Coast and uh, had a green card and felt if I don't go and try and try my hand out there at that point, I never will. So spent two years in New York, sat in the New York bar, did all of that. Um, but New York, I loved it, but it never struck me as a city I really wanted to grow old in either. Yeah. So so came back to Cox's, uh, came back to Cox's late 02 promoted as a partner in 07. I've been there ever since. Okay. So just just before we leave the, the US, from a from a lawyer's point of view, what did you learn there? Because oh, yeah. uh, it, like it's got to be the epicenter of some huge legal stuff. Yeah, a very intense work environment, I yeah. would say. I, I knew that going there. I, I knew I was going to work every hour God made. Um, salaries back then were eye-watering. They really were for qualified lawyers. They pay they pay people really well. Yeah. But the truth of it is, you've got to work damn hard to justify that salary as well. Yeah. So did a did an awful lot of cross-border work over there. But what hit me pretty quickly was actually that the work, whilst perhaps less intense in Dublin, was just as good. Yeah. And that was one of the draws back back home. There are plenty of others as well, but that yeah. was definitely one of the draws back. And then, you know, the I presume then it's your ambition when you join a law firm such as Cox's that the first thing you, is to become a partner because then you become effectively, you know, an equity player in the business. Yeah, I mean, the truth of it was when I, when I first joined Cox's in, in the late 90s, I, I had no aspirations about any of that. I, had, I hadn't a clue what I was doing, really. I wanted to qualify. I wanted to get a job once I qualified. Uh, you know, the economic conditions were very different back then. Yeah. So you put your head down, you worked hard. And uh, along the way, at some point, somebody might approach you and say, you know, you're doing a halfway decent job. W- would you like to join the partnership? Um, but a, ver- a very different environment, I would say, to work in compared to now, where, you know, kids who come in from from college and grads, they, they want constant feedback. Yeah. Feedback wasn't a thing 25 no. years ago. It should have been, but but it wasn't, right? Yeah. It just wasn't. No, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. So so in terms of then working at 
at Arthur Cox. It's like it's a significant legal business. You know, when you think of all the major events, uh, you've represented the government right through the financial crisis, Bank of Scotland, Aircom, Sean Dunn, like all the big deals you're right in the heart of. Ah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I've been, I've been very, I've been very fortunate um, to, to have, I suppose, have a box seat for an awful lot of that. But I, I didn't have it because of myself. I had it because of the, the brand of the firm. The firm's going 103 years at this, this stage. It's always had a, had a box seat, I suppose, in corporate Ireland. It's always um, done a lot of work, at least traditionally for the state as well. And um, that brand wasn't built up by me or my generation. It was built up by generations before us. So yeah, a fairly a fairly fascinating career, I would say, over 20, it was 20 plus years doing that kind of work. Um, the opportunity came along back in early 19 to throw my hat into the ring to uh, serve as managing partner. And I decided, you know what, these sorts of opportunities don't come along too often. And yeah. I've been doing the exact same thing for 20 years as well. So we decided we'd we'd give that a go. And and I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, Jeff, was the the difference, the different job that being the managing partner is versus yeah. your M and A work that you did over the years. Sure. So, so you're heavily, you come from a place where you're heavily client focused. You're working on the deals. You're staying up all night. You're doing all that stuff, and then the managing partner strikes me and, and you tell me yeah. but it strikes me then you're managing partners there's politics it's a very different place you're you're inward looking rather than outward looking yeah a, a little a little bit of inward looking and a little bit of outward looking too i suppose i'm i uh, i'm i'm slightly unusual i suspect in 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 some of the professional services firms around town not all of them but whilst i spend an awful lot of time with our significant clients I'm not executing transactions anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I have overall executive responsibility for running the business. That includes IT and people and HR and finances and you name it. So, yeah, very different. But in a way, I suppose, trying to apply the skills I I was taught and learned over the last 25 years to, to problem solve again albeit perhaps solving slightly different problems than I might have been doing uh, on the client side yeah. over the last 25 years. And I know you're, you're, you're modest enough, but, you know, this is a business that has a turnover of almost 200 million euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a significant business by any standing. It, it, no, it is. Yeah. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. But, you know, the, the running of that business isn't on me. It's on it's on one of, the, I suppose, the very simple rules of business that I always apply, surround myself with really bright people, people far brighter than me, and lean on them an awful lot. You, you know, you, can, you can't run a business the size of ours. We've, we've north of 800 employees. You can't run yeah. a business the size of ours without bringing in really good people and letting them execute as well. Tell me about the about the, the sort of strategy around having offices in overseas, San Francisco, etc. Does that really make sure that you're there early to build relationships so when the foreign direct investment comes to Dublin, you're you you know, you've already established those relationships. Yeah, yeah very much so. So so we only practice Irish law, but we've got offices in the States and London and Belfast as well. But you're right, that inward investment work or that cross-border work is, is really important to, to the firm. Derry said it's really important to corporate Ireland, whether it's the work that the government did and successive governments going back 40 and 50 years and attracting significant multinationals into the country 
or the IFSC going back to the 80s and the fact that there's been so much financial services work spun off out of that, our relationships abroad are really important to yeah. us. Uh, whether that's direct clients, whether that's leading international law firms elsewhere, whether it's the finance houses or the investment banks. So we'd work very hard to stay close to those abroad as well. And there's probably been, I suppose, somewhat of a shift in that we've seen probably a more competitive landscape now in the legal in the legal field with some of the American firms coming in and setting up shop here. We then have some of the big four, as they're called, diversifying into offering legal advice. Are you watching that closely? I assume you are. Yeah, very closely. We've had had several new market entrants into Ireland in the legal sector post-Brexit, I would say, in particular. So 2016 onwards, as you say, the big four, uh, certainly have, have stated, or at least some of them have stated aspirations to compete as well. And I often say to, to my partners, part of my job is to remain fairly paranoid about what the market is doing. Uh, and I do. Um, so we continue to work really, really hard to get the best people in. And in a way, our business is quite straightforward. You know, if we get very good people in, if we look after them well, if we train them well, and they build good relationships with clients, we've got we've got something that's worth holding on. Yeah. What what about, uh, I suppose, again, the changing business landscape? There hasn't been as much uh, M&A activity, mergers and acquisitions, at least. It seems to have slowed up a bit. Uh, I suppose one of the tricks about... Uh, being successful as a law firm is the ability to diversify. So when times are good, you're in a particular area. Maybe when times are bad, the focus is in a different type of law. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, if I look at my own career uh, during the uh, during the noughties in particular, when things were, things were booming for a long time, there had been a lot of transactions, front page stuff that you mentioned earlier on. And then I spent probably five or six years doing an awful lot of work for banks and deleveraging as well post-crash. Yeah. And I don't think we'll have anything, touch wood, we'll have nothing as dramatic as that coming back to us. But yeah, we, we, we do tend to pivot a little bit. I've been saying to, to several people since the pandemic hit, there'll probably be a wave of restructuring we're coming. It just hasn't happened, thankfully. And that's no, that's no bad thing for our yeah. that it hasn't. Yeah, okay. Um, finally, we like to talk about something that is maybe none uh, that you do in your downtime. I know yeah. you're a golfer, yeah. uh, but you're also a big uh, Scorsese fan. Uh, you've watched some of those movies more than a dozen times, you tell us. Uh, so up there, it's got to be what? Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, surely. <laughs> one of the big ones. One of the big ones, Wolf of Wall Street, absolutely. I loved The Irishman as well. The, Ir- the Irishman came out when we were all in lockdown. Yeah. I was on Netflix and I'd say I've, I've certainly watched it at least a dozen times. But he's, yeah. he's, such a, he's such a talented filmmaker. And like, you know, like, like everything in business, it's important to switch off as well and look after yourself a little absolutely. bit. So, so Scorsese movies are one of my voices. Okay, well, listen, it's been a true pleasure to talk to you today. That's Jeff Moore, uh, the managing partner with Arthur Cox. Thanks for letting us into your world. Thanks very much, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.